1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer rated BF Goodrich All Terrain
2: TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension. Just to name a few.
1: Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying
3: should be. Let's go places.
4: Winner, winner, tricky yeah!
2: This is Straight Outta Vegas.
4: Straight of Vegas!
5: With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell.
0: Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
5: Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto.
4: Well, you know, I've often said it many times, sports are the greatest reality show ever invented and you can well you can script everything but the ending the outcome whatever you want to call it seven game sevens this weekend including two nba game sevens tomorrow which we'll of course uh, uh get to here in a minute on that note i'm bernie Frado we're coming to you live from las vegas fox sports radio studios and yeah we finally had a hot day it was, wasn't quite a hundred here in vegas today but uh, i was hot enough to where i saw a thief stealing hubcaps he was using oven mitts yes i've still got that water shortage joe we're a little concerned about i don't want to say we have a water shortage but uh i'm hearing they're telling kids to go ahead and pee in the pool all right let's move on the nba playoffs have taken on a soap opera high drama effect given the state of physical play on the floor these last few days and so i think we're heading i don't know what we're heading for but i will tell you how much experience counts in a minute uh, could it be a repeat of last year? It's it's still on the table. Phoenix is the prohibitive favorite at, behind Golden State, but you know Milwaukee's got to get by Boston tomorrow. We'll get to that in just a second. We'll see if Boston could uh, crash the party and and um, make a run to the finals, and then they'd have to get by Miami. In about fifteen minutes, we'll talk to NBA guru Mark Medina. We'll tackle the sixty-four dollar question as to what will happen first: we'll land a man on Mars, or the Lakers will hire a coach. What a circus that's become. That plus much more. And, of course, the sports calendar just never fails to stay full to the brim. We we're going to be touching on a lot of great things tonight. The Tom Brady contract, uh, the NIL controversy, what kind of brand new fool, what my name, the NFL schedule release. And, you know, look, as you know, sports are entertainment. But they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. And, yes, you've come to the right place tonight We have got a lot to talk about. This is Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. As they say in Harmon-Killebrew, Minnesota, it is going to be lit. Two game sevens tomorrow. Uh, Dallas is uh, catching six and a half. A lot of money has come in on Phoenix. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Dallas has been valiant, but I don't see Phoenix losing a game seven, but I haven't done anything. I'm not involved in that game. Then, of course, Boston laying five. Uh, they play such a uh, great team defense. I, it's, you know, after that, after, after game five, give a ton of credit to Giannis. I chalk it up to experience. You see, the thing about the NBA playoffs is I've always thought this was going to be a chalk tournament. So it would not surprise me if we end up seeing Milwaukee and Phoenix again, or Milwaukee and Golden State. These are teams with experience. And in, in the NBA, it's somewhat predictable past this prologue, because history and experiences is, is a teacher. You know, there's an old story about the importance of experience. There are two cowpokes out in the middle of the prairie, and uh, the older cowpoke, the father, looks at the son and says, you know, when you've been on the land long enough, you can just about tell what the future holds just by putting your ear to the ground and listening to the lay of the land. Lo and behold, the young'un looks over to the right 50 feet away and sees another cowpoke with his ear to the ground, and he says, look at that, Dad, you're right. So they walk over and says, what do you hear, Cowpoke? He says, what's up ahead? He says, oh, yeah, uh, actually, uh, actually it's, a, uh, it's a stagecoach due north, about uh, three-quarters of a mile. A Stagecoach with two white horses and a mother and a father, two children in the back. And, oh, by the way, they're pulling a piano. The younger Cowpoke says, man, that's amazing. How do you know that? He goes, because he just ran me over five minutes ago. Yeah, experience works one of two ways. We'll see who can capitalize Sunday. But before I get to that, it never fails uh, to amaze me when, when certain people, certain teams have expectations and when you look at their experience, I don't care whether it was in Oklahoma City or whether it's in Brooklyn or maybe now even in Philadelphia. See, I'd, like, I'd really like to thank James Harden for participating in the 2022 NBA season. His swan song Thursday included zero points in the second half and zero shots taken in the fourth quarter. By the way, for scoring at home or you're just by yourself, James Harden is now one and eight in his career in elimination games yeah how was your day so you see when it comes to james harden when it matters most he reminds me like you know when you're dining out at a fine restaurant and the waiter comes over to your table and asks you like fresh ground pepper you say yes and it begins to turn that big large round cylinder over and over and over and over again but not a hell of a lot comes out does it seems like it takes forever seemingly you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah that's james harden let's not bury the lead the Heat closed out the Sixers 99-90 Thursday in Philly, which ends a very bizarre season for Philadelphia, and I think there are two things to take away. What if the Sixers, I love these what-if games, what if they'd actually pay Jimmy Butler? See, Philadelphia had Butler, who scored, they, they had him at one time, obviously. He scored 32 points in Thursday's closeout three years ago and facilitated his departure for Miami via silent trade Of course, he was unwilling to play you know, Philly was unwilling to pay the, the, the four-year $184 million extension that the Heat were willing to give him. So they opted instead to pay Tobias Harris, a five-year deal worth $180 million. And, and at the end of the game, Butler was seen shouting, Tobias Harris over me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. These playoffs, fans running on the court, fights, elbows, kicking in another region. So Butler is taking the Heat to the finals the conference finals and they're heading into, you know, to as I said to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the Department of Redundancy Department. This year, here's the kicker, the heat of the number one seed. Meanwhile, the Sixers, they've not even made the conference finals since 2001. Yes. They had a guy named Alan Iverson then. And it's not hard to wonder, you know, actually they didn't have Iverson. Never forget forget I just said that. It's not hard to wonder what the Sixers look like with Embiid and Butler leading the way, right? Yes, yes, yes. I still wish I was on Joel Embiid's team, Butler said after the game. I definitely love the heat, though, man. I'm glad I'm here. The Sixers, wow, what a freaking dumpster fire they are, honest to God, which kind of begs the question or begs the statement. Who won the Simmons-Harden trade? Well, nobody. Nobody won the Simmons-James-Harden trade. You know that this big trade was midseason, and it felt like it was really potentially going to be a, a, a really big game changer at the time. Now, both guys can call Nick Van Exel or text him, and they can join him and they can go to Cabo or Cancun. They can go wherever they want. They got all kinds of time on their hand. It's really kind of an oddity. Ben Simmons never played a single game for the Nets this year. Harden, I don't care what you say, he was largely disappointing for Philadelphia, and he attempted, as I said earlier, just two field goals in the second half of the season-ending loss. Come on, man. That is unconscionable. That is unconscionable. The Sixers traded Simmons, who refused to shoot, for a volume shooter who clammed up at the worst time he refused to shoot. I find the irony of that just incredible. Also, by the way, let's look over at the other other side for just a second okay Luka donchitz went for 33 points 11 rebounds eight assists and four steals when dallas won thursday night he beat phoenix by 27 which forced the game seven and uh donchitz is a 22 year old guy and he's already made a serious mark in this league he's averaging 32 game points a game nine rebounds and eight and a half assists Paging James Harden, the only other player to compare statistically in his first two years, yeah, I'm going to do it. Just by the numbers, Michael Jordan, he averaged 33.6 rebounds and five assists. Again, Luka, 32.5 points, 9.3 rebounds, 8.5 assists. Not bad. Now, Doncic had only played 22 playoff games in his four seasons, so the only valid rebuttal here is, yes, it's a small sample size, but the opposite is also true. Doncic, he's doing this stuff very early in his playoff career when younger players normally struggle before they find their footing. So Doncic has been good. He's been fantastic immediately. Imagine what he could potentially look like in a few more years. All right, I want to go back to Giannis and experience and leadership. They shocked Boston Wednesday night. That's why I brought up the cop story. Championship DNA is something I think probably thrown around too loosely in sports. But I'm telling you, there are high-stakes moments in every game. And when the heat gets hot, it's hard to breathe. And when the high-stakes moments appear without warning, you define the moment or the moment defines you. The Bucks showcased that big-time Wednesday night. They could have folded in the fourth quarter. They were laughably outgunned. Middleton's, uh, Chris Middleton has been out. That really forced Giannis into a steady diet of isolations, and he shoved Holiday into a second-scorer position. He's not really comfortable in. I love Drew Holiday as a player, but that's not really his role. But a loss in Boston, you would have said, all right, that's excusable, given the situation. And the arena was so loud that night, you could hear it all the way in Waltham. But the the Bucks didn't fold, man. That's the championship DNA. Well, that, that's the experience I'm talking about. The Bucks gave up nine points in the final eight minutes. Giannis, who frankly has struggled with his three-point shot this entire series, knocked down a big one. Matthews did too. Portis made four free throws in his final eight minutes. Even when the offense is sputtering, the Bucks never lose faith in each other. They're a team. Giannis said it best. We're very disciplined. We give everything we have. Most of the time, we do the right thing. Sometimes it doesn't go our way. But... Giannis says he believes everybody has to trust in one another. They're going to make the right play. They're going to make the extra pass. They're always going to be there no matter what the outcome is. It's a group. No matter what the outcome is, they're going to go home. No matter what the outcome is Sunday, the Bucks are going to go home and feel good about themselves because they watch the film. It's never about, Giannis is talking about this, never about you got to get more effort, oh, paging James Harden. Or you gotta guard this guy better. Paging James Harden. Harden couldn't guard a parked car. Worse, I don't think he wants to. But the effort from the team is always there. That's why this game seven Sunday, Milwaukee's a five-point underdog in Boston, tough duty. But when you got championship DNA and that kind of experience, what's the old saying? A team might win you one or a star may win you one game, but a team might win them all. Yeah, that's the Bucks. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and you've got Giannis. I haven't bet that game either. It's hard to picture Boston losing game seven on their home floor. I'm not laying the five, and I don't ever want to bet against Giannis. I had the six points Wednesday night, and I had to hold my nose. But guess what? It cash. Coming up, bringing in a gentleman. He's an NBA guru. Writes for NBA.com, among other modalities. You hear him all around the network. It's Mark Medina. I want to get his thoughts on the playoffs, but certainly a couple of other the larger stories that have formed the elephant in the room. And you'll you'll know where I'm going with that right away. I'm Bernie Friday. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots.
1: Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with
2: code CRSHOW. C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, And we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199.
2: Go to TrustAndWill.com slash CRShow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust & Will, and again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at
1: trustandwill.com slash CR show. It's Covino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires.
2: Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special
1: offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
4: All right, back on Straight of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This time, let's welcome in a gentleman. I've been looking forward to talking to him all week. Written for many modalities the USA Today, Mercury News, LA Daily News, and NBA.com. Say hello to Mark Medina. Mark, thanks for staying up late. Hey, Bernie. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. All right, before I get to what I think are a couple of very delicious Game 7s tomorrow, uh, let's talk at 30,000 feet. I want to begin with the Lakers. What will happen first? Uh, we'll put a man on Mars or the Lakers will actually hire a new coach? <laughs>
5: You know what, that's a good question because this coaching search has really dragged on to a slow crawl. But, you know, I think in fairness, they will find a coach before we put a man on Mars. Uh, You know, the Lakers prepped everyone ahead of time that as soon as they let Frank Vogel go after the season ended, that they would take their time and that they're targeting to have a coach uh, before the NBA draft in late June. So that's my hunch. They'll have everything up in order before the draft and then they'll see what they can do with the assembling their roster.
4: When you look at the list of the usual suspects, honestly, why would a Nick Nurse want to leave a cushy $8 million job in Toronto or Quinn Snyder leave? In, I don't know how serious they are. It appears, I guess, that Terry Stotts might be the leader right now in the clubhouse. What are your thoughts, Mark? Under your head, who do you think the top two candidates are?
5: Yeah, well, I think uh, some of the top candidates uh, are already off the board, as you mentioned. Guys like Nick Nurse uh, aren't available. Doc Rivers, uh, and just got the vote of confidence from Daryl Morey with the Sixers that he's going to be back next season. Uh, Quinn Snyder, uh, I guess there's nothing formal there, but I wouldn't be surprised if he stays put in Utah. So, uh, you know, I think the Lakers have this thought that you know Eddie Canda will be interested because the Lakers, they I mean, have the exceptional brand and it's the glamour of working in an LA market. But the reality is while there'll never be an interest in that job, a lot of it has to do with what the roster looks like and what's the synergy uh, with the front office. And as of right now, those are two things that aren't really great selling points. I mean, you have LeBron, James Anthony Davis on the team. But, you know, they've been struggling with injuries, and the rest of the roster's unproven. And as far as, you know, the front office goes, it's not really clear while Rob Lincoln says he makes the final decision. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of uh, too many cooks in the kitchen to know if everyone's on the same page.
4: You stated that perfectly, and uh, I was—that was, was going to be my next question, but I think you've really sort of answered it. We're talking to Mark Medina, right for NBA.com, NBA Guru, you hear him all around the network here on Fox Sports Radios. Let's switch to another uh, lovely situation. I loved what Sean Mark said this week. I think it needs to be framed and matted and mounted at the Louvre next to the Mona Lisa. Will Kyrie Irving be back? Because I honestly think there's a possibility. Uh, he might not be. What are your thoughts?
5: Well, I'm I'm with you that I think that they should part ways with Kyrie Irving. He's an exceptional talent, but he's an unexceptional leader, and you just never know when that's going to uh, rear its ugly head. They're past the vaccine mandate controversy because it's not an issue in New York, but, you know, in season past, he's been unavailable for other reasons. Sometimes it's been unannounced personal reasons. Yes. Sometimes it's been injuries. Um Now, I don't think that Nets are at that point. He is under contract for next season. Um, So I think he'll be back to play next season. But the question is, as what you alluded to Sean Marks uh, and his comments, are they willing to commit to an extension? I don't think they are. I think that they're going to allow him to be a free agent next summer, and then it just comes down to did he prove that he can get his act together and get them to a championship level, or will it be the same Kyrie Irving at that point, then there will be the fork of the road that the Nets will have to navigate.
4: Uh, I'm in agreement with what you said uh, completely, and I do think part of it is there being the Nets will be deferential to uh, to Kevin Durant, who wants him 100%, back. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And
5: that's the thing that's complicated. I think that the Nets want to have depth. They want to have good culture. They want to you know, be able to have synergy. But Kevin Durant is the culture there. And you know what, I don't blame them to a degree. Kevin Durant's been really good when he's been on the floor. Um, I trust that he will fulfill that same role next season. But um you know, his preference with wanting to play with Kyrie Irving hasn't really yielded the kind of success that they envisioned when that partnership first happened. Um, And his stance on Kyrie hasn't even wavered even when he was a part-time player last season. So there is a little bit of a a dance that the Nets feel like they have to tiptoe around because they don't want to lose Kevin Durant. But at the same time, Obviously, the results are what they are. They were a first-round exit uh, when they thought that they would be hoisting a trophy this season.
4: Absolutely. All right. Let's look to a couple of delicious game sevens on Sunday. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you the second question first. Would it be surprised? Would you be surprised? if either road team won tomorrow. Now, real quickly, as you recall, Mark, I'm sure you do, in 2018, Milwaukee went to Boston for a game seven, and they got beat by 16. It's my understanding that Giannis has reminded his locker room of that, and there's something about the DNA of this Milwaukee team led by Giannis, even without Middleton, would it surprise you if they beat Boston tomorrow? I would not, but I think
5: for either playoff series, I would never want to bet money on these games because I feel like I would just lose it. Um, But if I had to make an educated guess on which team is most likely to win on the road of the Game 7, it would be the Bucs, because they're coming off a championship. They've already won road games so far in this playoff series against Boston. While you look at the other side of the coin, the Coyne Western Conference, um, you know both the Suns and the Mavericks have won on their home floor and haven't been able to win on the road. Um, I wouldn't put it past the Mavericks to upset the Suns because of Luka Doncic's brilliance and the fact that there has been improved play from a supporting cast, but uh, I think the Suns are going to lean in on their star players, the Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I think Chris Paul is going to address his turnover issues that have plagued him the last uh, few games and that their uh, bench will rise to the occasion. So you know what? Flip a coin on both of these games. It's been so evenly matched, and there's a reason that they have to decide uh, the series outcome for both of these uh, playoff matchups in a Game 7. It's been very compelling and competitive.
4: Absolutely, and I think the key for Milwaukee is to neutralize Boston's low-prose presence. The games Milwaukee has won, they've out-rebounded Boston by nine, and they're going to have to be stellar on the boards tomorrow. Now, Luka has been nothing short of sensational in his 22 career playoff games, averaging just under 33 points a game. The last guy to do that was Michael Jeffrey Jordan in his first 22 games. Uh, Could it be, and you may have addressed this, but could Luka put that team on his back one day?
5: I think so. I mean he's already done that and I think that the interesting thing about Luca and you know, his rise as an NBA generational talent is how much is he leaning on, you know, all his brilliant skills as a scorer and playmaker, fundamentally sound player, tough player, ability to play through injuries, while also leaning on his teammates? And look, I don't fault Luca for not being able to fulfill the latter job description earlier in his career. He didn't have a lot of good options. The Christoph Porzingis pairing never lived up to his potential, partly because of KP's health, partly because they just didn't have the chemistry going. But here, I think in this playoff series, you have seen a lot more improvement with his supporting cast rising occasion, uh, whether it's been Brunson or Dinwiddie, uh, you know, they've had ups and downs during the playoffs, but they've also had good moments. And I think to Jason Kidd's credit, uh, he's also been able to get Luca and everyone else to elevate their game defensively. So, I think to answer your question, Luka can certainly carry the team on his back and he's provided brilliant performances, but they've also gotten to a Game 7 because it just hasn't been on Luka. He's at least had some reinforcements. Maybe not enough to have a definitive one-two punch, a co-all-star kind of teammate, but uh, they've been able to make up with it, with a, a bunch of handful of solid role players.
4: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Mark. Uh, very gritty. Uh, wrapping it up with Mark Medina of NBA.com. Um, Mark, uh, you've got Miami waiting in the wings, and you've got Golden State waiting in the wings. Gun to your head, who do you like in the NBA? Who do you see in the NBA Finals this year? Well, look, I think this
5: entire playoff, the NBA Finals, everything is wide open. It's not like when the Warriors were going to the playoffs during their dynasty years where you felt it's inevitable they're going to be in the Finals. But I think that the Warriors will wind up being in the Finals because of some familiar reasons. they still got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green on their team, but there's also some new wrinkles. They've been able to lean on some of their young players, most notably Jordan Poole. And make no mistake, it's still about... The championship tested players, and you know, some of the other younger guys haven't gotten as many playoff opportunities, but they've really been able to lean in on this new identity. Um, so, I would pick the Warriors to advance whether they play Phoenix or Dallas in the West Finals in seven against Phoenix, in six against Dallas, and then. Who they face? Look, flip a coin, but I think it'll be Milwaukee back in the finals, yeah. and I think that the Warriors will win in seven. Um, you know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, are that good, and they have a lot of good, uh, I, I think, culture uh, and familiarity with each other, as well as you know a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after going through a two-year hiatus of not even sniffing the playoffs. That they're back in the championship hunt.
4: Rock solid stuff, Mark. No equivocating there. I'd uh, love to have you on again. The uh, the NBA Finals will start in June 2nd. Maybe get into that week and get your thoughts in.
5: Will do. I'm looking forward to talking hoops with you again.
4: All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you staying up late. That is Mark Medina. As I mentioned, he's written for the LA Daily News, USA Today, Mercury News, and certainly NBA.com. You hear him all the time on the network. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show, Jason Smith, Mike Carmen, you name it. He does outstanding work. Coming up, coming up, bring you out to Vegas a little bit and talk a, a couple of takeaways from a betting standpoint on the nfl schedule as well as some oddball odds on the lakers next coach and one major league betting trend that's been through the roof this year but first let's go to the gentleman well he lives by a simple rule give me a fish and i'll eat for today teach me to fish I'll bring a case of beer. It's Brian Finley with the latest. (laughs) Bernie, it better be O'Doul's because I don't drink.
7: Oh, look at
6: you. But you can get a kegger of O'Doul's, and I can't believe I'm talking about this on national radio. Hey, by the way, Bernie, you speak about sports betting. I'm sure the bettors were having added with the three Game 7's NHL first round series that were playing out on Saturday. The last one to wrap up, Connor McDavid at the Edmonton Oilers. They advance in a Game 7 2 a win against the Kings, eliminating Los Angeles this after L.A. had held a 3-2 lead in that matchup. Edmonton now gets the winner of Sunday's Game 7 between the Stars and the Flames. The Lightning hold on against the Maple Leafs 2-1. So Tampa will meet up with the Panthers in the next round. How about the Hurricanes as they bust out a W against the Bruins 3-2 so the Canes look at the victor of the Penguins Rangers series to Major League Baseball and the Phillies embarrass the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium 8-3. Bryce Harper went yard. He had a three-run shot. One of four Philly Jacks in the ballgame. The Angels tear into the Athletics 9-1. They end up splitting a doubleheader on that one. The Mets. Let's overcome the Mariners five to... Patrick Mazika broke that 4-4 tie with a seventh inning solo blast. The White Sox get the job done against the Yankees 3-2. Lewis Robart had a game-winning RBI in the bottom of the ninth. The Nationals hold firm against the Astros 13-6. That ends Houston's 11-game winning streak. And Houston's pitcher Christian Javier seven runs, eight hits in just three and two-thirds innings. He was making a mess out there. By the Way the NBA has two second round game sevens on Sunday. First at 3:30 Eastern, it will be the Bucks at the Celtics. And then at 8 p.m. Eastern, oh, what a matchup this is going to be. The Mavericks at the Suns. And finally, through 54 holes of the PJ Tours. Byron Nelson, it is Sebastian Munoz with a one-shot lead over Jordan Spieth. With that, let's get back to a man who is a staple in Las Vegas. It's our guy, Bernie Fratto.
4: Okay, thanks so much. Of course, the dulcet tones of Brian Finley. He'll be with us along with uh, Eric Kemp and Chris Perfett all the way to 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern you were just talking with Mark Medina about the Lakers next coach and uh, it's anybody's guess uh, you cannot bet that type of uh, action here in Las Vegas in terms of the odds but courtesy of covers uh, there's about <laughs> it's it initially gets a little silly there's about 15 candidates with they're showing in the favorite being Terry Stotts at two to one but take that with a grain of salt because they've got Doc Rivers at three to one and they you know, he just said he'd be back in Philadelphia. We've got Phil Jackson at 100 to one. Becky Hammond at 66 to one. She's coaching the Las Vegas Aces. Here's a couple: Stan Van Gundy at 40 to one. Come on now, really? I like Stan. He's a great guy, and he's a good coach. But he isn't coming here. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. And moreover, and Mark brought up a good point. He, I was about to ask the question. And he answered it before I asked it. Who's actually making this decision? You have got a room full, including people not in the room. I understand the genie still uh, leans on Magic Johnson, which, of course, is her right. But the point of the matter is there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen. So we shall see what we shall see. All right. The NFL schedule uh, came out Thursday in terms of what nights You know, the order the games are played, you you know who all the primetime games are now, et cetera, et cetera, the time of the games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I'm going to get to a lot of that later in the show because there are some interesting takeaways, but there is one, there is one trend over the last five years and even dating back to 2003, the last five years has been 73%, but since 2003, NFL division dogs week one have been money. And you may say, well, why? Why is that? Okay, so there are five divisional games week one this year. And not only is week one profitable, but actually the entire month is, but especially week one, but mostly because teams start at full strength, obviously. Everybody, the dogs are still optimistic. Hope Springs Eternal. Uh, They haven't uh, turned sour yet. They haven't been eliminated from the playoffs yet or anything like that. The good teams haven't yet to really fully gel and break apart from the pack. I think Sean McVay kind of started this trend. You don't really see many veterans or starters playing in the preseason, so the good teams haven't had a chance to reach their peak yet, not not by a long shot. Plus, it's the NFL, and I will tell you, the is in the NFL, I'm holding my fingers and a centimeter apart, except for two or three transcendent players on every team, it's more even than you think it is. And the truth of the matter is, the coaches, when you have months to game plan for that one game, it leads to tighter games and increases the likelihood of dogs covering and even winning outright. So these are the five dogs you want to look at. These are the opening lines. Wouldn't surprise me if they move. The Falcons are catching three and a half against the Saints. All right. The Steelers will be catching six at Cincinnati. The Vikings are a two-point underdog at home versus Green Bay. The Raiders are plus four. They'll They'll tri- they'll make the trip to SoFi and play the Chargers week one. And then the Patriots, plus two and a half at Miami. So Falcons, Steelers, Vikings, Raiders, and Patriots are all divisional dogs week one. And, of course, we'll revisit this subject matter uh, as we get closer to the season, and then not just for Week One, but for September divisional dogs, since 2003, a solid 54%. If you'd blindly bet every one, you'd be up about 19 units. And again, this is this is a, this is the only month where consistently in the last 20 years, blindly betting divisional dogs has been profitable. Speaking of being profitable, Major League Baseball is underway. Obviously, we're well into May now totals are down substantially at sportsbooks because unders have been the rage, okay? Teams averaged 4.03 runs per game in April. That's the lowest mark in any month since the strike short in 1981 season. If you blindly bet every under in every game in April, you cashed at 61%. Until about the last week and then it, it started to reverse and the markets caught up, but even still you'd be at 55%. So, Books are slashing their totals right and left. Eight teams just this last week entered with undermarks that have cashed a clip of 60% or higher. Let's see, you blindly bet the Houston Astros under. 22-8, and eight, that tops the list. Baltimore, 20-9, right on down the line. The Red Sox, 18-9. and nine. There's a bunch of teams that are 60%. Uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Even the Dodgers and Yankees and the Oakland A's all under They're going at about 60%. Now, should there most likely be a market adjustment? Yes. So you got to watch for that because these things don't last forever. The market will adjust. Now, in terms of betting teams to win, better to back both LA teams and New York teams on a daily basis. Blindly, you're up big. Dodgers, they're 20-9, and the biggest money winners on the run line, minus 1.5 with all their 20 wins by two runs or more. $100 A hundred dollar better would have made about thousand dollars. Met's the second most profitable team. The angels are the third most. You'd be cashing like mad. The biggest losers not you know not too obvious. The uh, Cincinnati Reds are the biggest losers. If you'd blindly bet hundred dollars in every game, and they're a dog right and left. You'd be down about $1,400, followed by the Tigers and the Red Sox, who've really kind of been a disappointment. And by the way, some starting pitchers have been roughed up a little bit too, most notably Washington's Patrick Corbin and and the Phillies' Aaron Nola. There you have it. I mean, we're just getting out of the blocks here for baseball, but the early trends, there you have it. And I would say this, look for the market to correct. By the way, because the New York teams, both New York teams are doing so well and both L.A. teams are doing so well, there's a new prop up here in Las Vegas, Station Casinos. Who will have more combined regular season wins? You can add up the Mets-Yankees wins or the Angels-Dodgers wins. Interesting prop. Who will have more wins? Truth of the matter is they're both Minus 115. So not an edge for either side, but one of those fun prop bets as they continue to come up with new products here. Baseball is underway. Coming up, we're going to bring you back out to Vegas. Mackinac Sports has got some data. McKenzie Rivers on the NBA playoffs and how a couple of significant events you can interpret when it comes to the world of sports betting. I'm Bernie Fratter, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas.
2: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots.
1: Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to Coast down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels locations at GraduateHotels.com.
2: And when it's time to book, get up to thirty percent off your stay with code CRSHOW. CRSHOW. That's good at any Graduate Hotel, any location, up to
1: thirty percent off. Go book your stay at GraduateHotels.com.
4: Well, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to thank my broadcast team, Chris Perfett, Brian Finley, and Eric Kemp, and of course, yes, they will be with me all the way till 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. All right, let's welcome in a gentleman. Bring you back to Vegas, Mackinon Sports, Mackenzie Rivers. He's walking data machine. Mackenzie, as you aptly mentioned earlier, game 7 is the two best word in sports, but sometimes history can teach us about what can happen in the future based on game 7s you've observed in the past.
7: Indeed, the best two words in sports, especially when it's pluralized, game 7s. But let's t- let's talk about how we're going to make some money off this because even though it's every year and it's historic, the market doesn't seem to understand the three reasons why unders are the way to play and home teams have a historic excellent record Mm -hmm. and I think these three reasons are as follows the pace when everything's on the line you want to slow it down you want to make sure that every film advantage that you gained is utilized that usually involves a slower pace Two, the refs they don't want to make it all about them unless Scott Foster's involved from time to time. Usually, <laughs> they want to take a step back. So that's less fouling, less free throw trips, maybe a better game, some might argue. And then the last thing is nerves. It's everything on the line, and it's harder to shoot. I mean, these guys make 80% of their threes in practice, but when your heart is pumping and everything's on the line, in any game, and especially in a game seven... So Let's play a little game of myth or truth. Because because of those three reasons, everyone's been playing unders and everyone's been playing home teams. We've seen the total in the, both of the Game 7s tomorrow, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Dallas, each drop by two plus points, at, on average three points. And we've seen the home teams get a little betting love. The Suns, you mentioned earlier on the show, kicked up from a six to a six and a half point favorite. But, I think there's one myth and there's one truth. I think the undertrend, 63% under since 2003, is very much active. Because even if you look at the total dropping 10 points from where it was on average since Game 1, well, on average, scoring's been 12 points lower. So I don't think the market is even with these big adjustments made the difference. Uh, One of the famous NBA bettors, Haralabob Bob said today on Twitter, The two-game total adjustments, game seven total adjustments, are pretty, pretty interesting. So wild how nearly every low-hanging fruit over the years has disappeared. I slightly disagree with Mr. Vulgaris. I still think there are ways to play unders and derivative unders. I'll get into that in a second. But then there's this, the home team, 77% hit rate. In 75 years, 138 game sevens, there's been 107 times the home team has won the pace is usually the home team's decision. The refs, you got to love the home team if you're the refs. At least 20,000 people think so, and they'll tell you. And then the nerves, I think it's a little bit more calm, cool, and collected when you're in your home venue. So 70% winners, 80% winners, 53% against the spread However, something about the modern game, I think, has changed this dynamic. And there's a reason why two out of the last ten, only two out of the last ten home teams have covered the spread. They tend to be very, very tight. So, consider that when you have Phoenix minus six and a half, three out of the last ten times the home team has won but failed to cover. cover. So, maybe that's more of a myth. However, yeah, Let me jump under- in real quickly. because Go ahead.
4: I, two Two things. <clears throat> In game six, the total in Dallas Phoenix was 218 and a half. That's where it closed. It's 209, and I've seen it as low as 206 in some shops. Do you think the market has adjusted to the point where it would scare you off that under in Dallas Phoenix?
7: Yes, it, it didn't scare me off when it was 209, and now I bet it, and now it's 206, and I'm happy about that because I got a little closing line value. But that's a very good point. I mean, Haral Bob is saying the low-hanging fruit has been plucked, not usually by the bookies making the adjustments, but by betters like us. However, there's different things that haven't adjusted. For example, the Mavericks team total has dropped from 101.5 to now 99.5. So if you already like the home team and you already like the Suns and you've noticed how much better the role players have been shooting in Dallas versus in Phoenix, maybe that adjustment isn't as tight. The one best bet hold, hold I that, have... Hold yeah, that thought.
4: We'll stay right there, because what's interesting is both road teams are tremendous against the spread on the road. Dallas is about 56% ATS. Milwaukee is closer to 58%, and both of them are
7: getting more than five. Go ahead. Yes, and the theory that home teams generally have their role players step up, well, who are the two most important to their teams where they... Uh, have a bigger slice of the pie? Well, probably Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's calm, cool, and collected 14 out of 15 free throws in the last game. I don't mind him on the road. And then you have Luka Doncic, who's actually shooting 10% better in the series in Phoenix, 51% versus only only 41% at home. So when they're carried by those big superstars, that dynamic doesn't... Factor in. However, the role players that I'm talking about factors into my best bet because I like Luca to score a bunch of points. He has his highest point total of the season. I like him to go under his assist prop of eight and a half, which is not adjusted from game one. Even though the total is 11 points lower than it was in games one and two, he has the exact same eight and a half assist average. I think the role players can't shoot for him. Therefore, he can't get his assists. I like him under eight and a half. All right.
4: We'll talk to you in an hour, McKenzie. So his best bet, Luca under eight and a half assists remember dallas catching six and a half at phoenix milwaukee catching five at boston you would think both home teams would win but we shall see that's going to do it for this week's edition of straight out of vegas keep it locked right here next up we take it at 3 a.m with straight out of vegas or fox sports sunday and fox sports radio i'm bernie fratto keep it locked
2: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
3: Let's go places.